Family from the Heart, podcast episode number 104. Hi, this is Paul Young, author of The Shack, and you're listening to Cliff and Stephanie and Family from the Heart. everybody and welcome to another episode of the family from the heart podcast my name is cliff ravenscraft i'm stephanie ravenscraft and yes we have new music we do we've got a lot of things prepared in advance for us to talk about today and actually pretty much most of it generated by your calls which we're very thankful for steph what do you think about the new theme music it doesn't sound like music you would choose what do you mean but you chose it i did I chose that? Yeah, you were done here That's the other the day. That's the one that I said that I like? Yeah, do you okay. not like it now? No, I do like it. It oh, just doesn't okay. sound like something that even if I chose it, you would Babe, you, know. um, you said you well, liked no, it, and so well, I went for it. I picked it. out the logo, and you went with the one that I didn't pick, so <laughs> I just assumed that you were just asking my opinion just no, to ask no, my no, opinion, no. not to really... I probably wouldn't have chosen that one myself, but it was decent enough, and yeah. it's like it, it's a little bit more of a, a mellow vibe. Right. But I like, I like it. I, I like it. I, I like do. it. I'm trying I'm trying to give each of the shows their own unique sound and flavor. Right. Um, I, I noticed this morning that I forgot to get a new theme song for the Help I Got a Mac show. Because oh. I'm going to keep our original theme just right. for Podcast Answer Man eventually. Okay. And it might be like just that other right. theme that for anything that so just So then what do along. I get to pick out for... For, for full-time, full-time mom, did did we not full we pull didn't. out one? We didn't. Oh, well, maybe we do need to remember, go shopping. Do you, we could do you, go shopping. Yeah. All right, we'll Which go shopping. Which is so funny that now, um, you know, mm-hmm. what is this? What three? Three what? Years that? No, I guess we'll yeah, because Sarah and I did full-time mom for two years. Yes, you did. Yeah. So so three years ago, I actually would have started sometime in the last two and a half to three years. I started that show, right? Yeah, Do you absolutely. remember when we had the kids? We recorded the kids oh, going, Mom, yeah. Mom, Mommy. And McKenna was so tiny. She says, Mama, it's just so oh, cute. Look, you know what? Since but, you're bringing that up, and, yeah. and we have a ton of new listeners since then. Of course, this isn't family or isn't full-time mom. You know, but, but you, I listened to that um, Where is a that? few months back, and uh, all of their voices have changed so much since then. You went back and, and listened it, to that? When did you do that? Um, I heard it on... I don't remember. It was, the kids found it. It was either um, on a show that was on my phone or uh, just uh, the clip is on my phone or something. I don't remember. But the kids were. Um, the huh. kids had found it, and that's let me, what. Let yeah. me see if this is it. The full time mom episode number one. No, okay, no. that's the old thing. But hold on, because I think it's in there somewhere. Here we go. The full time mom episode number two. two. No, that nope, wasn't it. I, rem- I remember that though. Here, here's the third one. Hi. Well- no, that's not it. All right, let's try four. And the full time on podcast episode number four. No, nope. the boy, we we we, we were we going through some. We tried a lot, right? We tried a lot. Full time mom episode number five. No, nope. all right, All let's right. try this. Hold on, hold on. I'm- the full time mom podcast episode seven. Oh my! We might gosh. have never even used it. Hey yeah. everybody, this is. I, you yeah, know we, what? We may have never even used Full it. Time Let me just try this last one. Episode number 10. Yeah, no. we may know. Maybe we never. But <gasps> it was adorable. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I have no idea. Anyway, I apologize for that little sidetrack information there, guys. Little glimpse into the world of right? the minds of Cliff and Stephanie Ravenscraft getting sidetracked <laughs> but once it was again. Just, it was just so cute. And, and then, you know, 
to really sit and think about how much they have changed since then. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was just a little. Little trip down memory lane is Absolutely. what Mary in the chat room says. And uh, by the way, uh, we want to say uh, thank you for Angel Steph coming back and visiting us. And also in the chat room, we have um, a brand new listeners is, hey, guys, I'm listening for the first time. You're all doing great. That's number 9979 in the chat room. Also, I see that we have, uh, I believe, Michael and Tony and Mary and a bunch of other folks in the chat room. It's a very full chat room today. It's, it's awesome. Great chat room today. It is. But, but I, anyway. So. So, yeah, we'll we'll go shopping. We'll find Stephanie. you a new full-time mom. Yes. Uh, and, and Stephanie Ryder, mom. Uh, we will get you a new theme song for that. And okay. for those of you guys who are um, loving the Full-Time Mom podcast uh, and you're wondering where everything is, Stephanie had started recording once again last week. Okay. Um and continuing on the full-time mom show, it the show must go on. <laughs> and Stephanie's going to record another episode today at one p.m. The show Eastern demanded. Time. The, the show demanded yes. that it continue. You were you were in you were in high demand here at GSPN.tv. Yeah. And it's funny because sometimes you struggle with thinking people might be interested in I hearing really you um, my, by yourself without Sarah. I, I really do. You know, it was the same thing when I was doing Stephanie Unplugged, which. Obviously, I'm not doing anymore because it will be all of that content would be found on Full Time Mom. Um, there, there's it, there's really no point in in creating two sure. exactly identical podcasts because the content would be identical, right? Um, but I do struggle with that. I just I do the same things over and over and over, and it's I don't know. I just feel like I get bored with it, so other people would also. But people tell me all the time that they learn things from my mundane everyday tasks that well, I do. You, what you know, I feel like are I, mundane everyday I listen tasks. to those episodes where you just record off the cuff and you share what's going on in your life and talk about things. But you might not recognize this because you don't go back and listen to yourself because you don't. don't like to hear your own voice. I understand that. But you, I go back. I listen to everything you put out. Mm-hmm. And you're not, you are sharing that, the, you know, I'm just dropped the kids off. I'm just going to run and do this and I'm doing that. And yeah, you mentioned for the 400th time this yeah, week. Yeah, <laughs> you, you share a lot of that. Okay. But what you share is the things that you're thinking about. Okay. And the things that are going through your mind and how and what you're learning. And, and you share, you know, hey, this just happened, this story with my sister. And, and this is how I feel about that. And, uh, you you share, I just read this in this devotional today and it really spoke to me and you share, you know, there's this song I'm listening okay. to right now and this song is ministering to my heart and these okay. are the lyrics and it, it's, it's huge. It's okay. a great show. Okay. And, I, I, mean, and I, I, I think, you, but... I think the full-time mom moving to a Stephanie only format uh, is going to be just fine and, and, and not just fine. I think it's going to be great. Okay. And I think it is great. I think last week was a good start and, Thanks. uh. I think I think you'll build your confidence up once people start calling in for feedback for full time mom <laughs> yeah. saying, hey, Stephanie, I love the, the new format and, right. and the show continues to bless me. Okay. I think you'll you'll gain that confidence once again. Well, because I'm working on it. You rock. Well, thanks. You rock. All right. All right. So, yeah. And next week, you'll be talking about spring break. Oh, my goodness. If I have a chance you'll, to talk at all. <laughs> uh, you'll find some time. All right. So we do have, um, we put the call out to our community. We did. And we, we this, this very much, we want to ask you guys, what do you want us to talk about? And we ask you and invite you to please give us a call at 859-795-4067. You can call 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It doesn't matter what time zone you're in and whether or not we're sleeping because the phone never rings here. It just goes to voicemail. And three people did that this week. Good. And we Thank have you. some great questions. We're going to start things off with Katie. Hi, 
Hi, my name is Katie. I'm calling from South Dakota for the Family from the Heart podcast. Um, I'm a relatively new listener, and I very much enjoyed hearing the wonderful interaction between you and Stephanie, and I'm going to be getting married here in just a few weeks. And so one topic I think would be awesome if you guys would discuss is just a bit more about your own family heritage and spiritual background. My fiance and I are coming from very different backgrounds, um, church-wise, and we're just kind of curious on how to make some compromises um, and find a church that is comfortable for both of us, um, questions like how to raise our kids and what to teach them and things like that. Um, and so if you could share a bit more about that and maybe some different traditions you grew up with in your church and how those uh, how they panned out in your own relationship together and how you brought those differences together and what the diversity has done for your, to enrich your marriage. That would be great. Thanks so much for all the great stuff you guys do. I've really been blessed listening, and keep up the good work. Bye-bye. Katie, thank you so much for calling in. First, first of all, congratulations. congratulations. Absolutely. Mean, that's, that's awesome. It's such an exciting time. Like I think about, um, we're coming up on our 14th wedding anniversary. <sighs> I know. And sometimes it feels like 1400, but you know, it, it's, it, you this look just nice is, today, by the way. Well, thank you. And Sorry. if these headphones mess up my hair, I'm going to be quite <laughs> upset. It's just, it, I'm having a rather good hair day and you sure are. enough, they will. But it's going to rain, so I'm going to look like a wet dog later anyway. All right, so matter. 14 years. So 14 exciting years. Times. And we've just kind of fallen into this this groove. But I think back to that excitement and to that that newness and that wanting I know. I remember picking you up in the lives. car and just that electric feeling of sitting next to you and <laughs> holding your hand as we would drive down yeah. the road. Now we're like, whatever. Your music is getting on my nerves. <laughs> Could you turn off that podcast? I really don't like him. You know, it's like oh, it was so all funny. great back then. And now we're just, you know, uh, that is whatever. Good stuff. No, but but it is an exciting time. It and is. We're very happy for you. And um now, Stephanie and I, one of the things that you didn't mention, Katie, is whether or not the different, the diversity of right. spiritual backgrounds. What they were. But I don't were. think that you need to really know what they are. She's already on the right. She's already in, going in the right direction by asking the question. Well, yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, is that oh, I know sit on four <laughs> legs. Ah, anyway, she's yelling at me. I didn't. I didn't I, say you anything. You didn't say anything. Oh, you. Yeah, my it was eyes, the eyes. Yeah, my eyes may have said something, but my mouth <laughs> didn't say anything. I just. But do you I, know how no, hard I, it, I wait, think. Wait, go ahead. Do you know how hard it is to get our kids to do something? Yeah. When they see you do it. Like, I know. Why is it okay for dad to chew with his mouth open, but I have to chew with mine closed? <laughs> why can <laughs> dad lean kids. back on two legs, but I have to be on all four? All right. Fair enough. Okay. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so I, 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 think it, I think it is important to know the, the different backgrounds, okay. not necessarily in her specific situation, but I want to say that as a Christian, I, I might be a little bit hesitant to move forward with somebody who was not also a Christian, okay, uh, in getting married, I think that that can prove to be some very it, it can a very difficult situation. Um, so so that that was my only that's my only that would be my only word of okay. caution, right? But they're past that point. The wedding's in a few weeks. Okay, that's no, that's fine. <laughs> but I, this is just general overall. Right. This isn't specifically for Katie. Okay, I'm just saying for others listening. Uh, if, if you are a, a a Christian and believer in Christ. And in the person that you're thinking about becoming married to is not a believer in Christ. I, I would just throw a word of caution to the mm-hmm. to you out there. I'm not going to tell you what to do, 
what not to do. I'm just sh- saying right. that uh, somebody who has been a pastor in the past and has helped people through pre- premarital counseling and, and has been had many people that I know that are married and Christian, I do know that there are some unique situations that come up in those situations where you would get married to somebody. The Bible calls it unequally yoked. Um, it's a little old-fashioned language, but it just talks about the, the there are some issues that are right. involved in that. Right. Um, completely different from somebody from two individuals who are non-believers and one becomes a believer. A lot of the same issues pop up, but uh, it, it, it's it's different when you enter a marriage that way. Um, I, I believe. For example, you and I were both Christians when we got married. We were. But I did not become, I did not feel the quote unquote call to full time ministry in my life until after we got married. And I didn't get that call. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, I think you put your phone on, you know, um, call forward or something. I, actually, I didn't have a phone. I, I only had the house phone back then. I didn't have my, right. remember we had this whole talk with Megan about when I got my first cell yes, phone. Yes, this is true. Yeah, I, it wasn't back then. Um, so I was already married and, and out of my parents' house before I got my own cell phone, which I'm using as, you know, for my kids. But um, but that was a very difficult time for us yeah. because I wasn't, I wasn't ready for that. Right. And, and, and you were a believer. Yeah. And you very much knew as a believer. But some I wasn't people- ready to be on that pedestal that people held. Right. And especially in the small church that we were in. The, the the pastor and his wife were on this pedestal and we saw through our time there that as they struggled with things in their family, how people thought that they had the right to judge them. And and I didn't want to be placed on that pedestal or in that box, so to speak. And um and I really struggled with that. So that I mean that was a very difficult time. But right. Total side note from that one thing that our head pastor said to me, we sat down um, as part of your interview process, or I, I think we were just having lunch as, um, and they were just offering us encouragement as we went into the interview process when you were becoming associate pastor of that church. And he, and I, and I told him, I said, I don't want to be, you know, I don't fit into that mold that they are trying to squeeze me into. And right. he told me to break it. You know, there, there is no, there is no, our pastor written told law. you that. Yeah. Our pastor told me that there was no written law that said that because I was a pastor's wife, I use in quotations that I had to be a certain way or dress a certain way. I could still be myself. Well, there were expectations, I, just not maybe from God. Right. Okay. And, and, but, but that I should still fee, feel free to be myself and be in that role as well. Right. Well, here, here, here's the deal. The, how we can apply this to so. the situation is here we were both believers and all of a sudden I'm called to this greater level. Uh, I don't know. Okay, that's, that's the wrong that, Yeah, that was really yeah. bad. Forget that. I, I erase that from your memory. There there was this different... <laughs> like a jury, strike that. Yeah, yeah, strike that from the record, please. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I object. So, Stephanie, yes. the thing is, though, is there was, there was a different... There was a different commitment. There was from, a different commitment level. Co- commitment level uh, from this, and and so um, I felt this calling, and you did not, and therefore it caused you. It caused in our marriage a little bit of frick. Well, okay, a lot of friction. A lot, right. a lot of friction. And so what I'm saying is, just imagine that I'm called to be, and and I I answer the call to be a believer in Christ and change my life radically. 
and you are not a believer at all. Right. And and how how challenging right. that would be. Right. Absolutely. But. Yes. It, so so okay. we're just saying there are some challenges there. There there are some challenges, but really it could be something as simple as, you know, she grew up Nazarene and he yeah, grew and, up, and, uh, well, you know, Baptist or Methodist. I mean, it really could be something. Right. And what I where I hear this that. question and 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 I'm 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 just going to guess and and I'm mm-hmm. probably I could I mean, I there's about a 99% chance I could be wrong. But based upon the way she worded her question, I'm going to assume, and, and we know what happens when people assume, right. but I'm going to assume that one's Catholic and one is Protestant. Okay. All right. Because the, the question became, how do I raise my children? Right. Because in the right. in the Nazarene church, when if a Nazarene was to to marry a Baptist, I've never heard the question, <laughs> are we right. going to raise our kids Nazarene or right. are we going to name, are, are we going to raise them uh, Baptist? Right. It's all in in that context. It's usually been, are we going to raise them Protestant or are we going to raise them Catholic? And I think that that comes from, you know, who says you have to raise them one or the other? Why can't you share the best parts of the one faith and the or faith, the the best parts of the one. And, and I understand the Catholic church and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> sorry if you're Catholic. I'm, um, we're not sorry no, that I'm, you are Catholic, no. but if we're offending, if you I'm because, offending you, I apologize, but I just don't, I don't see how we that don't falls understand in, it. Okay. I'm going to finish my thought. I don't see how that falls into scripture and raising my child to have a heart after God. Right. It, at, that is what I'm saying. Yes, this okay, is. I don't understand how that falls yeah. into in the in in the American Protestant Church that I've grown up in my entire life. I have been taught that you know the Protestant faith is the proper faith. You know, and 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 I have attended several churches where um, where Catholics are in the Catholic Church is denounced. In fact, there was one particular church. I won't say the name of that church in our area. Uh, the pastor used to be very prominent on the radio and the local radio, radio station here right. locally. Very well-known, very prominent pastor. He did an entire series on the book of Revelation, and he swear, he's, I, I, he basically said in this series that one of the churches that was mentioned is the Catholic Church and that this church is going to give rise to the Antichrist. The Catholic Church. Okay. And I'm like, what? That right? Yeah. Okay. And it's like, okay, this is this is out there. And and of course, you're 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 talking to somebody, or you're for those of you who are listening, you're listening to somebody right now who grew up in the Protestant church, but, but was attended sent to, sent to Catholic school. Who attended right. Catholic school for eight years of my life right all right so went to mass every friday i attended religion class i was of course not allowed to go through first communion which obviously made me feel an out like an outcast i was not allowed to go to confession which made me feel like an outcast i was not allowed to do any of the other things that the catholics did which made me feel like an outcast and so i spent my life growing up as being an outcast and unaccepted by the catholic church this is my understanding as a child. Right. So when I went to Catholic Church on the weekends, especially growing up, and they spoke against the Catholic Church and how 
exclusive to they the are. To the Protestant church on the weekends. Exactly. I went to the Protestant church on the weekends. You said Catholic. I apologize. That's okay. Thank you. Uh, but anyway, as I went to the Protestant church on the weekends, they spoke against it. It, it. it started to form in my mind this barrier against the Catholic faith. Although I grew up as a child with a lot of Catholic friends and um, some very great Catholic uh, Catholic second cousins and and aunt, you know great aunts right. and uncles and all this stuff that are catholic and it's like you know what this doesn't jive these people believe in jesus christ you know uh as far as essential christian doctrine there is in my mind the, they believe that jesus christ is the son of the living god and that he came to the earth to die for our sins that he resurrected right. and stuff like that now they they have some other beliefs that I don't quite understand, and I will say that I don't understand. I do right. not understand how they can think that the mother Mary is continued to be a virgin after the birth of Jesus Christ, when apparently James, uh, in the end of the New Testament, Jeez. seemingly seemingly was his brother, uh, and stuff like that. I mean, I understand that she was a virgin and that she was blameless before God prior to that, and but you know, I just. I don't understand praying to Mary. Right. You know, I don't understand. Well, we don't pr- need to go into everything. I, I don't under, I know. And I don't understand praying right. to the saints and all this other stuff, but why not just pray directly to God and, 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 and all of this other stuff, you know, these are the things that I don't understand. So what happened though, in the world of podcasting, I am so thankful that I ran into the folks over at SQPN. Right. Because um, it really, I listened to Father Roderick's uh, Daily Breakfast all the time. Got to listen to Greg and Jennifer Willits over at their podcast, the Rosary Armory podcast that they used to do. And just, I really started to develop not just relationships as friends, but really close relationships. I mean, Father Roderick and I, here you have a Catholic priest and a Protestant Christian who is super cynical about the world and Christianity and faith in in general and, and is trying to really hone in and understand not what I've been taught to believe, but what do I really believe? And so I'm this, I question everything. And you, and then you've got Father Roderick who accepts wholeheartedly every teaching of the Catholic church. Right. Seemingly, I, I may be wrong about that. Father Roderick, tell me if I am. But here we are side by side living life together as, as, as I consider him to be a brother in Christ. And, and I'm going to actually invite him onto the, about the church podcast and about, he's going to be on in about a month from now. Okay. And I'm going to ask you, I say, listen, do you consider me to be a Christian? I wonder as a Catholic, right. You know, because I'm not, I don't go to the Catholic church. I haven't been christened. I haven't done RCIA or whatever it's called and all that other stuff. So, so here in the States, this is a much bigger issue. I think than it is in other places of the world. I think so. I'm not, I, I can't say for certain, but I do believe it is. So with that being said, I'm assuming this whole raising your kids, because in a Catholic church, to raise your kids it's Christian, one or the other. to raise your kids right. Christian means you raise them in the Catholic church. To be married in the eyes of God, I've heard, and again, I could be misunderstanding, but I've heard to be married in the eyes of God, you must be married in a Catholic church. And, you know, the Protestants aren't, you know, you know, void of any kind of legalism and, and all that other stuff. I mean, I think in the Baptist church to be baptized, you should be baptized in a Baptist church. And I don't know all that other stuff. That's for that's for a different podcast. Right. But I'm not on. <laughs> exactly. But with all of that being said, I I personally feel that those from the Catholic faith are my brothers and sisters in Christ just Absolutely. as much as any Nazarene Baptist. Right. They, they don't. 
there are things that they don't understand about me. I get that. Right. I'm, I'm just stating what I think I don't the understand. important thing is to raise your kids to pursue the heart of God. Right. That that's it. That is that is our goal in life is as parents is to help our children seek God to to follow after his heart, his will, to have a relationship with him. You know, and and I believe that there are things in the Catholic Church that are very useful, some traditions in the Catholic Church that really helped me come to an understanding of who God is. Okay. All right. There are things today as an adult that I really wish I could just go and attend. If I knew when there was a local Stations of the Cross, I would so go. I I would take our entire family and ask you guys to come and participate in this with me because it's something I remember as a kid. You just missed it, right? I don't it's know. Right before Easter, you, I, you Good would've... Friday Easter. I don't know when this thing is, it, but it. I I remember as a kid going every year, and they did the Stations of the Cross. There is this incense burning, and it's just really awesome, really awesome. And I miss that. But there are things I think in the Catholic Church that is that are done very well to, I guess if you want to say indoctrinate, but to really instill knowledge and wisdom of the faith in the Catholic Church. Now the thing is, is that I think that this is not an. I don't believe that indoctrinating or uh, instilling within our children the understanding of faith, I don't think it's the responsibility of the church. No, no, that's the responsibility of the parents, which is kind of close to what full-time mom's about today. Is it? Yeah. There you go. So you should guys should listen to, do you know what episode of full-time mom it is? 118. Is it? 119. 120. 120. Yeah, uh, it'll be was, episode 120. <laughs> I was close. <laughs> um, so I don't, yeah, I don't think that was supposed to, turn into a Protestant versus versus no. Catholicism. But I think that, I think that they're just going to have to, she, she used the right word, which was compromise. Yeah. And they're going to have to find something that works for both of them. It's not going to be the first church that they attend together. More than likely they will have to try several different before they find a church that they both yeah. just some advice really that I love. would give is go to church together. Absolutely. You know, um, don't want to, I, I would, I, I don't want to tell you what to do, but I, right. I would, I personally, if, if this was our situation, I wouldn't want to work it out in such a way that you go to your Catholic mass and I go to my Protestant service. Right. Worship. Well, that, well, because that, that separates you that, that is not right. um, creating um, <laughs> unity or oneness. Right. I would say a lot of conversations together about our faith. Open understanding, open-minded understanding conversations. Yes. Rather than trying to convince one another. Having real, and and by the way, I would actually. Cliff and I have been married 14 years and we've only been really good at the open-minded understanding, not trying to convince the other of something for like the last four or five years. Right. <laughs> so that's a process. That's it is because a process. he's a salesman and he tries to sell everything. I am a salesman. And um, that's, I was just, I talked to Chris biting into buying an iPad today. He's going to, and then he has to go home and face his wife. Yeah. And I'm sure he's saying, thank you, Cliff. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know. Um, there, there was a time in our life when Cliff told me how it would save us money by buying a new car. <laughs> I know that boy. And we bought a new car and we were just more in debt. Yeah, that's all. That was not um, a good one. <laughs> but I sold it well. 
it looked, <laughs> it looked, it looked I, great. I had it down on paper and showed you everything. It's like, yeah, wow, it's, no, it's my just, new math. This is why I was not a math. <laughs> I'm not a math whiz. But I, uh, I, patience, understanding and love is what's going to help you make your decision. I think having a yeah. conversation with in community with some other folks, mm-hmm. you know, some other people who uh, are in this like had had these different I'm sure there are groups that you can find where couples come from both uh, the Catholic or Christian faith. Um, And, and, you know, perhaps you're, maybe it's not Catholic versus Protestant. Maybe it's something else, you know, and it could be, you know, Mormon Jehovah's witness and some other things. And again, you know, I'm not going to go into that, but again, I I would, you know, stress the importance of what I think is to be equally yoked and, and to marry somebody who is a fellow believer. Right. And did she also ask about like traditions from your childhood? Did, did Yeah, not she... so much anything here. Well, no, here's the thing. I think that when we first got married, we we tried to do everybody's. You know, we tried to stick with the traditions that my family was doing. We tried to stick with the traditions that close family was doing. But um there there came a point where we were ready to make our own. Right. And um so so we still participate. But we put, and once you're married and it is the two of you, you are a family. You don't have to have children to be a family. So we started to put our family first. Right. And that's all I wanted to say about that. Absolutely. I think it's important to leave your parents and to cleave to your spouse. Absolutely. And to become one. To become one. And, and here's the other thing about this. The, the one thing I, I believe. And, and, and if by you're the not way, working toward becoming one, then you're working toward isolation. The, right. There is... Yeah, you, you can, the there are only two directions right. you can go in your, in your relationship with one another towards each other or further, further apart. apart. There is really no just sentence still together. No. You know, you're, you're always moving and it's either together or further apart. Right. So, so here's the deal. Uh, even if you were both from the same, let's just say both of you were from, uh, the same denomination, but you grew up in different churches and you're still going to hit right. You're still going to. So no matter what the situation is, the important thing to understand is that you are two individuals that God desires that when you become married, that you become spiritually, that you become one. And so the idea here is that neither of you are 100% exactly the person God wants you to be. Right. All right. Neither one of you. Nope. Neither Stephanie and I, neither <laughs> oh, one of I us. Oh, I fall so short. We, neither one of us are anywhere close to where God ultimately wants us to be in our, in our, in our own personal lives. So here's the situation. If you are There's both a- chasing after God and you are growing closer to God on a daily basis, well, guess what? You are both getting closer to God that ultimately will bring you closer to each other right. spiritually. There's a lyric from a song that I I love this lyric. It says, I've been troubled since the day that I got here and troubled till the day that I disappear. And that'll be the day that I finally get it right. You know, right. I, I love that song. That'll be the day that I finally get it right. Exactly. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I think I think it's going to take a lot of conversations, a lot of a lot of time. But right. I, I tell you, I think this is this is something to be working on and, and to be and to work on it together. That's the thing. Um, Pray together, uh, conversations together, go Which to church together. Which seems very awkward at first. Seek together. It Oh, yeah. gosh, it's really awkward. That's painful, but absolutely. Yeah. So um, can, can we re- read an uh, yeah, email from, yes, please. from Jill? Yes. Okay. I just... 
Go right ahead. Okay. Otherwise, I'll just keep talking in circles to Katie. So, well, Katie, uh, <laughs> again, thank you very much. And uh, for the anybody, and the, 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 the fact that you're thinking about it and and asking these questions now shows that you guys are moving in the right direction. Right. I honestly believe that. Okay. Hi. Um, my name is Jill. I live in Central Ohio. I love family from the heart. You truly inspire me. In a in the recent episode, you were discussing your son Matthew and him struggling in third grade, and it was. And it was as if you were discussing my daughter. My daughter does not have an early birthday like your son does, but she developed a hearing problem in first grade, which was fixed by putting tubes in, but she missed a lot of key phonics in first grade because of this. The school and teachers constantly reassured me through first and second grade not to worry that she was at or just slightly below grade level and that she would catch up. My husband and I worked with her constantly to the point of having her doing schoolwork over spring break, Christmas vacation, and summer vacation. I felt as if I was robbing her of her childhood at the price of her getting an education. She got to third grade, and she finally had a teacher that would listen to my concerns. And that teacher thought within a month of starting school that my daughter should be in the second grade. I did not want to send Caitlin back as my concern was that it would kill her self-esteem. So the teacher worked with her one-on-one as often as possible, and we continued to work with her at home. After much soul-searching and discussions with the school, we did decide to hold her in third grade for a second year. This year, Caitlin is doing much better academically, but she is struggling with friends because all of her friends are in the fourth grade. Also, we quit taking away all of her vacations, Um, not all the way, but we make sure she has plenty of time to be a kid and we put her in activities that will give her some confidence. For Caitlin, cheerleading was an hour a week to not worry about anything to do with school and she can yell and jump around as much as she wants to. And she gets one-on-one time on the way to and from cheerleading. And I make sure to talk to her about anything she wants to talk about. Anyway, I just wanted to let you know I was in the same place you are a year ago. And if I had to do it over again, I don't think I would hold her back again. Just because the emotions of it for her. And I honestly am not sure it will help in the long run. Thanks for the show. I wish I could have heard a show like this a year ago. Keep up the great work. Awesome stuff. Wow. That was, you know, I... I you, you reading here this and you, for the first time and, and you, I was like... Wow. And you, you know, wonder if just here having us sit behind a microphone and sharing our own struggles, if right. it does anything. And and apparently sometimes it does. <laughs> there you go. But I, um, yeah, I, I want to give an update. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, Matthew had a book report that was due on Monday. Mm-hmm. Okay. We bought him. I, I bought him, took him out, found a book that you was on his. You bought Matthew? No, a, a book. Okay. I, I bought him a book. Okay. Gotcha. Um, that it was, it was right I on see. his reading level and even in the bookstore, I made him read the first two or three pages to make sure he understood the wording and he could comprehend it. He was doing fantastic. So got him the book. Matthew, you need to read your book. Another day goes by. He didn't read Matthew. You need to read your book. Another day goes by. He didn't read it. And so I'm starting to like panic on the inside that this boy is not going to be prepared for his book report. And I will once again be doing what I did back in the fall to get it, to get it accomplished. Well, actually, I separated myself from the situation in that it's his work. It's it's his grade. He needs 
it needs to be his work alone, right? Mm -hmm. So I encouraged him to read the book. I read the first chapter and a half with him, and then we actually um, got him the audio book so that he could listen and read along at the same time. Well, um, it came time to put the report together, and he wanted to do the work on his own, which was a major change. He wanted to do he wanted it to be his work, which was already the first change that I had seen in him. And then um, it was supposed to be a certain length of time. So he showed um, the girls and I his project and he read his report about what happened in the book. And it wasn't long enough. So he added to the project to make there more to be talked more for him to talk about. Yep. Well, um, on Tuesdays is, are the days that I volunteer at the school And I ran into his teacher in the hallway and I asked her, did Matthew have a chance to do his report yet? And she said, yes, he did it this morning and he did a great job. It was, she said he was very confident in, in presenting his presentation and talking about who, um, for the project, he drew pictures of who the main characters were. Although he covered like every character in the book, I think. Because he needed it to be longer. So yep. he so he put more people on it. And um, so she said that he explained who each of the people were um, very well. And that as soon as he was finished, then the timer went off. So it was the right length of time. And he, he presented the information that happened in the book in a very well done way. And he had such confidence in his work. That is awesome. So it was just, it was such a proud moment for me. Yeah. And And I went and I found, he was at lunch when I talked to her, but I went down and I found him right away and I told him how proud I was of him. So awesome. Yeah. (coughs) Excuse me. I apologize for that cough. Uh, But yeah, it it is, he is doing extremely well. And I think that it has a lot to do with the fact that, you know, we have sat down and had some really real conversations with him about school options and and stuff like that and told him about the, you know, we've shared with him a lot of the conversations that we've had with you. Well, Hey folks, I want to say thank you to our sponsor, Mardell.com M A R D E L.com. And I have some excellent news, Stephanie. Okay. I got an email here from Daryl and I'm looking for it. Oh, that's the wrong thing. That's Daryl's feedback from fringe. Uh, cause Daryl does a fringe (laughs) podcast. Oh, goodness. Oh, I should have done something. I should have marked it. Anyway, I just want to say that last month was the best month ever from our our listeners purchasing things from Mardell.com. Awesome. Thanks, guys. And I just want to say that is a that is a huge (laughs) blessing to us. It is. Uh, It really is. And and we thank you for that. I mean, as you guys know, Mardell has been sponsoring Family from the Heart from the beginning. And, uh, you know, two and a half years they've already committed to. And that is just that that's a lot. And to know that you guys are supporting them by buying their your products uh, and services from them. That is excellent. I just want to see if I can find something because I want to let you know a little bit about um, Mardell. Maybe that something that you might not know about them. And as soon as it pulls up here in my Gmail, okay, I'll be able to tell you. Here it is. GSPN update. Um, let's see here. 
Uh, let's see here. Here's a here's a talking point that that I asked them to give me because I, I said, you know, I I'm at a loss. I I obviously don't sit there and work at Mardell and understand their vision and their practices and stuff like that. Are there any way that you can give me uh, something to to talk about, to talk about and tell about a little bit more about Mardell, other than the fact that you have educational materials right, right. and homeschooling stuff and in Christian books and Bibles and music. Anyway, he says, here's one of the things our commitment po- uh, points out. We tithe a large portion of our profits, uh, profits to the Wycliffe Bible translators. Wycliffe missionaries spend up to 40 years working with people groups all around the world to learn the heart language of those people and then give them a Bible in their heart language. Uh, when those Bibles are complete, Mardell pays to have the Bibles printed. So far, God has equipped Mardell to supply 127 people groups with a Bible in their heart language. So that, that, and now I don't know how many Bibles that is, but I imagine it's a lot. Right. But the, the 127 different languages that, that Mardell actually pays for all the printing of those Bibles. And so, and, and that just gives you an idea that, that Mardell is a company that believes in, in providing God's word to the world and, right. and is, is, uh, tithing a portion of their, a good portion of their part. It actually says a large portion of their profits to help support ministries and missions around the world. So awesome. not only are you helping to support us here at gspn.tv when you make your purchase at mardell.com and using promo code GSPN in the shopping cart, by the way, that's how they're <laughs> able to provide me that's these know, details. Right. Um, you're actually supporting people in the other world, helping them to get a Bible in their language. So very cool stuff. Very. All right, let's move on to another call. Uh, the next two calls are from younger folks in the community, and uh, I'm excited. This is exciting stuff. This feedback here for from Matthew, uh, not from Matthew. It's for Matthew and Megan from Thomas. So hey, take it away. Hey, and Stephanie, this is Thomas Flight from ThomasFlight.net calling in for family from the heart, and I just have some feedback for your episode titled "This Is It," and you're talking about your kids. Passions, and you're talking about how if Matthew had the tools to create video games, he would do very well at that. And Stephanie's mentioned this many times in many other p- podcasts, and every time she does, I think, oh, I should call in and mention this piece of software called Atmosphere, and that's spelled the same as Atmosphere should be spelled, except instead of P H E R E, it's P H I R, and it's a piece of software for. Uh, Macs and PCs that basically gives you a platform for which you can build your own game levels. Um, like within the Atmosphere game, it gives you a bunch of different building pieces and it lets you build 3D levels that you can put bad guys in there, you can make puzzles. I mean, it's just incredible some of the stuff that people do with it and to the scale that people do. Um, my seven-year-old brother, Matthew, my eight-year-old brother, Matthew, loves this game and plays it all the time, and he can navigate very easily through it. It's very user-friendly, and if you can build Legos, you can play this game. All right, so I'm going to stop there, first right. of all. First of all, Thomas, thank you for calling in. Absolutely, because the thing was is I wouldn't, me, Stephanie, would have no idea where to even look for something like this. Right. So thank you, Thomas, for helping me in that. It is awesome. Um, I checked it out. It is currently in beta. It looks really cool. Yeah. 
And um, I signed up for it to see if I can get in. It says they'll let me know in a couple of weeks. Okay. But as soon as I get in, I will sit down and show it to Matt and see if he has an interest in it. But okay. this this is this is what we need to get him in and to see if he can, you know, experiment with different options that are available to him. And, uh, you know, I, th- I think he's going to like it right. a lot. All right. So he has also some additional thoughts. And this is regarding Megan. So I would definitely recommend that. It's in beta now, but it's coming out of beta later uh, this spring. So I would definitely sign up for the beta. And if you don't get into the beta, just grab it when it comes out. It's free. It's awesome. Check it out. It's atmospherephir.com. The other thing you mentioned was uh, Megan and her creativity her and that she's an artist. And... I have some personal experience here. I'm 16 now, and I'm also an extremely creative person, and I love computers. Those are like my two passions, creativity and computers. And for a long time, I was looking for a way to kind of meld those two together. You know, I was experimenting with different areas because creativity and being an artist is so broad. You cover so many areas, like from music to photography to painting to, you know, dance, whatever. And so it, it really took me a while to eventually find my niche of photography within that creative realm that really melded my creativeness with my other interests. I think that's something that every creative person probably has to do is just go through that process of finding where their creativity fits into the rest of their interests and their lives. And so I think the best thing you could probably do for Megan is just help her as she experiments with different creative outlets to find the one that just fits her the best. Um, For me, that's photography, and for other people, it could be whatever. Anyway, those are just my thoughts on those topics. Thank you guys for the great show. I love Family from the Heart and most of the things that GSPN puts out. I only say most because um, I don't watch much TV, but I guess that's my own fault. So anyway, talk to you guys later. I could go on for hours about things that I know nothing about. So I'm going to now end this uh, <laughs> feedback. Bye. Thomas, that's awesome. And and definitely don't feel bad about watch, no, not watching keep too much TV. Out, keep yourself out from, from behind that TV. Yeah, there's there's plenty of other that's better right. things to do with your life. So anyway, um, yeah, so helping, you know, I love the idea. Encourage Megan to try and experiment with all different outlets of creativity. Which she does right now. But I I do like the idea of of focus too. Mm -hmm. you know, find find the one that gives her the most enjoyment, the most fulfillment and and, and encourage her down that. She's still probably a little too young to find. I mean, it'll it'll still be a few years before she really narrows that down what that'll be. Yeah. Very cool stuff. I often forget that she is only 10. Yeah. Like, I don't tell people, you know, that she's a different age. But when I'm interacting with her, Uh I forget she's 10 because she's a very mature 10 year old. Well, speaking of very mature young people, here is another uh, very mature young man. His name is Jack, and we see him in the chat room quite a bit. He called in for Family from the Heart, and this is what Jack had to say. Hello, this is Jack from Virginia. I'm a Plus member, and I'm calling about Family from the Heart, episode 101. Um, I know you said to call exactly once we heard, and it's about like 11 o'clock, but I still decided to call, so I had um, a random idea um, for Family from the Heart. I'm sorry, I have like laryngitis, so like my lungs are, yeah. Anyways, so my idea was like, um, 
this is going to sound really weird, but like parenting or um, like what punishments or something you would give your kids if something happened. Um, that's just my random idea. Um, love your podcasts. I love the lost one. Um, anyways, thank you. Bye. All right, Jack. <laughs> Are you looking for ideas? <laughs> are you are you looking for some are advice your to your parents? Need some new. <laughs> I think that kids should never be punished, and that. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> Cliff falls a little on the stricter side. I think. I am. I'm very strict. Uh, you know, for me, I I I expect a lot from my kids. I expect respect and and courtesy and, and stuff like that. And, and I'll be honest with you that so- sometimes not age appropriately either. Yeah, sometimes I just really. I, I'll be honest with you, Jack, and to everybody else that's listening to this, I struggle with finding appropriate disciplinary action. One of the things that I have moved away from in my own parenting is spanking our children. Right. I haven't really done that in a long time. Um, uh, it, it just... Well, it, they've outgrown that. Well... I, I think there comes a point where... I think that when they are small, yeah, spanking works fine. It's something that they can understand. If I do this, I'm gonna get you know, and and you know we did the whole taking them to the to the to the bathroom or to their bedroom. You know, we never spanked in front of people because that's humiliating, and it was never about humiliating them. It was about the discipline, right? And um, but but all of our children have outgrown that, and so now there are ways. To to discipline them, we use the word discipline, not punish. Or right. I do. Yeah, I, yeah. Because th- discipline yeah. is a. I think discipline is a positive thing. Right, and punishment is a negative. But um, there there are ways to discipline them that hurt more than a physical spanking. Right. Like for Megan right now, you know what we do? We'll she take would away rather anything. be spanked. She she would rather be spanked. She would she would she would ask for it. Well, she did once when she was she like eight. Can she, she can't said, you just spank me? Yeah, we 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 took something. We took some, a, a privilege away, and she yeah. goes, "Can't you just spank me instead?" Yeah, seriously, and uh, but for for Megan right now, it would be taking away um her her time with her friends, um anything Twilight we could take away from her, um and, and those things would would cause her more pain. And and not that the discipline is to cause pain, but it is to associate. Yeah, a, a, I guess know. associate pain with bad behavior. I, I guess uh, <laughs> it's not a towel; it's a blanket. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. So the thing is, though, I that was funny because yeah, a, a towel would just be creepy. I mean, a blanket be, is borderline, but yeah. Well, anyway, of course, that's an inside thing right. here that's Sorry, happening the in the chat room, room Stephanie. Um. So the thing is, though, you know, for me, I, I, I want to say stress that for me, one of the things I've learned over the years is the positive reinforcement right. is a much greater motivator than, disi- than, than traditional discipline that I'm used to dolling out and right. that I used to receive. Now, I still believe in punishment and discipline and taking things away and associating pa- pain with bad behavior and letting them know that this is disappointing and right. and stuff like that and, and explaining to them about how this can hamper a relationship and, and you know, that forgiveness right. and stuff like that. I mean, I, I, all of that. But 
I think what many parents fall into, and I certainly was really into this for the longest time, was that as a parent, I would only, I would, I would spend. You would only ma- acknowledge the negative behavior. Yes. And I not spe- the positive. I've, I spent a lot of time criticizing. And oftentimes it's like, you know what? I don't want to point out that they're doing good here because and, and this is, this sounds really wrong. It's hard for me to say it, but I'm just going to admit to you that a long time ago, this is the way I used to feel. It's like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to praise them for this because I don't want to, them to think that I'm happy with them because overall I'm very disappointed with right. them. And, and that sounds, hor- I mean, for me to say that, that sounds horrible. And it is horrible, and I, I'm embarrassed that I used to think that right. way. But wow, what a wake-up call it was when Megan was a little child for me to understand just how negative that impact is going to be on raising my children. Right. And it's like, you know what? No, that, that is not the way. It's not the way that I believe God looks at us. Mm-mm. You know, sure, do we disappoint God? Yes. Do, does he, does he punish us? I, at times I believe the Bible says he does what good father doesn't punish his children. Uh, but at the same time, there's this thing called grace and there is also, you know, well done, good and faithful servant, right. you know, not that our children are our servants, but yeah, what job well done. We all love to have a pat on the back. And I oftentimes am more motivated to do things certain things based upon the positive reinforcement that I get from others. So when somebody says, Hey, that's a great job. I really enjoy that. It motivates me to do more of the same. So, and and sometimes I think discipline can actually demotivate, right? uh, Depending on what, what it's done and and stuff like that. But, but, and and it's all about training the heart though. That's the big thing here. I think that another thing that is, um, are natural consequences Yes. Are a great discipline. Um, yeah. Don't, the other day, don't try to let take away their natural consequences. Right. Um, the other day, and, and this is, this is you know, McKenna is going to be five in 10 days. Uh, she's counting down. So, so we know. And uh, she's going to be five. She was outside riding her bike with Megan and Matthew. And she knows she's not allowed to, to ride past a certain place. Well, um, Megan or Matthew one, I don't remember which one, run inside McKenna's road to the end of the street. Okay, that that's out of her. She's not allowed to drive past our neighbor's driveway. Right. <laughs> you know, the end of the street is quite a ways away from that. And so I went out to get her and I called her to the steps and I was talking to her. I said, McKenna, are you allowed to ride to the end of the street? No, ma'am. Where are you allowed to ride to? She pointed with her finger and, and showed me. I said, this is your, you will get one warning. If you ride past there again, what's going to happen? And she says, I'm going to get discipline. I said, yes, but what will your discipline be? I have to come in. That was her natural consequence. If she, if she, you know, she knew the boundaries that she was allowed to stay in. And if she was going to break them, the natural thing that would happen but she wouldn't be allowed to ride her bike anymore. Is that is that what natural consequence? I, well, for a five year old, yes. Okay, okay. For a five year old, yeah. yes. Um, I think when that I, it changes as they get older. And and I totally agree with all of that. But I, there, I've also heard of natural consequences in the way of you know when you do something like, for example, let's say um, you get caught cheating at school mm-hmm. and something happens and you're punished there. Well, the natural consequence, I guess, that would happen there is that this happens. The The point is, is not for me as a parent to go and try to say, you know, they're really sorry. Can we lighten up the right. load here? No, the natural, or right. a natural consequence would be, um, 
a natural consequence would be that, hey, we don't want you to go and do this dangerous activity and then you fall and get hurt. Well, that was a natural consequence of doing something right. that we asked you not to do. Now, there are some things, obviously, that you want to, yeah. I mean, like, you touch know, it. if I tell McKenna, if something's going to physically harm yeah. them, we right. want to do something to step in and say, hey, this is, we're not even going to let you experience the natural consequence here. Because you need something it's beyond more what, severe than yeah. the natural consequence. I get that. No, I'm saying for McKenna at, at five, that's a natural consequence. Okay. You know, if you're going to stand on the the arm of the chair and you fall off and you hurt your head, that's a natural consequence. You know, right. that that is right. also along the same lines. But anyway, yeah. Here, here's the thing, though, Jack. We are not experts at parenting. No, and I think that the one thing we are not ones to give the advice on this area in this area. One thing that I have. This is the only advice I will give you. Yeah, we can that, give advice. We're just not experts. It 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 is constantly changing. It is. Once I find something that works, they it, outgrow it and it doesn't work anymore. Yeah. But the key to disciplining is consistency. Yeah. Consistency and also and having the right it, heart you, as a you, parent. And if you say you're going to do it, do it. Because I, I want to tell you right now, folks, in disciplining my children, the biggest obstacle for me is my own selfishness. Mm-hmm. It hands down, it is my own selfishness. I sometimes would rather sit back, relax on the couch, and scream something to my kids rather and, than actually get than up to and get deal up with and the go. Well, not only just deal with the problem, but to go down to go and say, "Listen, let's sit down and explain why it is that you're not supposed to be out of bed." Instead of saying, "Get in bed now," you know, and, and then all of a sudden they come back, "Get in bed now." Instead, you know, as a, as a father, the correct thing for me to do would be to get up off the couch, stop what I'm doing, even if it means I'm going to miss something that that I'm going to have to miss, and to sit down and say, listen, we're going to have this conversation here. We're going to talk about the disciplines that are, are the consequences that are going to happen if you continue to do this. But not only are we going to talk about discipline and consequences and punishment and all this other stuff, I want to sit down and have a heart-level conversation with you about the why and explaining the why and having them understand the why. Right. All right. So let's see here. What is this? The other email is going for next week, Stephanie. Okay. All right. Yep. And so with that, I think we're going to wrap things up here. And we want to encourage you guys. As a matter of fact, we this only... This makes me want to have a hoedown. I'm I sorry. <laughs> it's very bluegrass. It's very... It's very kentucky It's very kentucky I love the bass that kicks in here yeah. in just a second. But anyway, um, right here. Listen. <laughs> I love that. So anyway, uh, we're all out of topics now. Yeah. We actually have one email asking us for a Christian perspective on Twilight and how do we think about that series and that saga as Christians. But beyond that, we don't have anything else next week. So will you give us a call? 859-795-4067. And do us a favor. By the way, I found the number. 35 purchases from Mardell.com using promo code GSPN in March. Can we can we maintain that or even break that this right. month in April? Thank you very much. Use promo code GSPN at Mardell.com today. God bless you. Until next time, join, join the, community. the community. We got to get used to that new promo. You, you, well, you said join the community like way too fast. I know. I'm you sorry. Usually, yeah. All right. We're, we're gone. Bye.